Hallelujah. And today I'm going to look at the laws of harvest. The laws of harvest. This is a powerful subject, you know, that gives us the principles of how to run our lives unto the glory of God. Hallelujah. It is, it is powerful. You know, when you look at it at the face, uh, surface, it's a simple subject, but it has power because it rules your life whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. Hallelujah. Let's go to our scripture reading. It is uh, the famous Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. In the King James Version, it reads as following. It says, While the earth remain, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. It says, while the earth remains. So you will agree with me that we are living in the earth. So it therefore means that the, the, the earth has remained. Yeah? And as, as the earth has remained, it means that there's seed time and harvest time. There's cold and heat. There's summer and winter. In the New English translation, it says, while the earth continues to exist. While the earth continues to exist. Today, the earth continues to exist. Hallelujah. Are you with me, Ozelan? It continues to exist. All right. Just like it was in the days of Adam and Eve, earth continues to exist. And therefore, as it continues to exist, the principles of planting and uh, planting time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, note, will not cease. So it means that for as long as the, uh, the earth continues, these principles of planting and harvesting cold and heat, summer and winter, they will remain day and night. Or the message Bible says, for as long as the earth lasts, as long as the earth lasts, planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will not stop. There is no load shedding here. Are you with me? There's no load shedding. There is never a day where there was no night or there was no day. There's never a time where there was a season. Yes, we might be speaking about climate change. But you see, what climate change it does is that it's accelerating these principles. All right. The heat that we used to experience, which was less than uh, probably uh, 40 degrees in this country, gets stretched because of what man is doing in the climate. All right. The harvest uh, uh, cannot happen without the planting. The harvest cannot happen without the planting. Those are the principles. It is the principles that God has set in the beginning. All right. So it is the principle that we continue. I'll show you how uh, it continues. And I'll tell you why or uh, how the Bible emphasizes that it still continues. But let, me, let us look at first the context in which this verse has been highlighted. Many times we take this verse during offering times and we speak about it. And we speak in terms of money. But this verse does not only apply in terms of money. It is how God has built the earth from the beginning. All right. This is in the context of the flood that happened and now uh, Noah comes out of the ark. And when Noah comes out of the ark after the water subsided, he then offers an altar to the Lord. All right. He offers an altar to the Lord 
and the, 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 the offering that he brings becomes a sweet aroma in the nose of God. How many of you knows that God has a nose? Otherwise, it would not be sweet. Otherwise, it would not have been sweet. But it became a, a sweet smelling to God. Says that God then made a vow that he will not wipe out men using rain. That there will always be a rainbow that tells you that the rain has come to an end. Alright. So it's because of the altar. Alright. The question becomes, what altar have you brought before God? Note, it is when, 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 when Noah was going through the storm, it was a storm. The flood was a storm in the life of, of, of Noah. But as soon as he came out, the first thing that he did was to worship God. To put an altar. So that's why it is important, Bazalan, that no matter what you go through, when you have an opportunity to, to worship God, forget about everything. Forget to read. And just, just get lost in the presence of the Lord. Because when you do that, there is something that happens in your spirit. The Bible tells us that there is, there is the fullness of joy in the presence of the Lord. The weight that we wear get lifted in the presence of the Lord. The enemy gets confused or no. Now it looks like Why? Because that's what the power of worship does. It confuses even the enemy. Hallelujah. So that is the context, Barcelona. The context that that God was kind of re-emphasizing what he has said in the beginning during the life of Noah. To say that the earth has a rhythm that it operates. It has a rhythm. That rhythm is that there is going to be a day and there's going to be a night. There's going to be heat and there's going to be cold. There's going to be a time to, to, uh, to sow and there's a time to harvest. Those are the rhythms that are in place. And he reminds us in the book of Ecclesiastes. Years after Noah has gone, in, in, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 to 3, it says, to everything there is a season. To everything there is a season. No doubt, there is a build up. Mona, he was just telling us that there is a season for that. This is uh, the season for harvesting and the seasons for uh, 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 sowing and for harvesting, heat and cold, day and night. But now he tells us that everything has a season. Everything has a season. There's a time for every purpose under heaven. There is a time. Even the purpose that God has given you, it is attached to a time. So now when you keep on postponing to do what God has asked you to do, you cannot do it at 70. You cannot. It is, it, there's an apportioned time to it. So as soon as God has spoken to you about something, begin to work on it. Don't waste time. Begin to work on it. Hallelujah. This is to a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up. That which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. There are, there are times. And I want to tell you that if you come with Kubo, someone will kill you. If you like a scavester, the winter takes its six pack. Winter will kill you. Flu, it will sharp, it will sharpen. 
Because you are not taking care of yourself. Are you with me, Bazalan? So these things they are going according to time, as the book of Ecclesiastes tells us. So he's established that from the beginning. And in the life of Noah, he's reaffirming it. He's reaffirming it by telling us that there are seasons, there are different seasons. There's a seed time and a harvest time. All right? There are time to sow and a time to harvest. There's a time for heat and a time for cold. But we might hate winter, but winter is necessary. Without winter, summer will not come. You have to go through winter for you to go uh, through summer. So it might be winter time in your life. But I want to tell you, spring is coming. New beginnings are coming in your life. Hallelujah. And by the end of the year, you will be able to can say, I'm in my summertime. Are you with me, Vazela? So hang on. It might look as if it's dark. Because you know how winter is. The, 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 the darkness becomes longer than the light. But hang on, for the sun is coming. Hallelujah. So what does this mean? It means, therefore, that we are simply in a life or in a journey of sowing and reaping. We are in a journey of sowing or reaping. Whether you like it or not, whether you act on it or you don't. So the best thing for you is to cooperate with the rhythm that God has put in in your life. That's the rhythm that God has put in your life, in my life, in 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 the ecosystem as a whole. That's why we are panicking and we are arguing about climate change. Because we realize that man is just destroying that which God has put as a rhythm of life. Are you with me, Bazalan? So, we are in constantly and unceasingly sowing and reaping as we go along. Hallelujah. So that was in the book of Ecclesiastes uh, reminding us. Now you might say, Marumuruti, that belongs to the Old Testament. I want to tell you that Paul picks it up in the book of Colossians and he reminds us that the same principle that was in the beginning is still happening today. He says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he he will also reap. For the ones who sows to his own flesh shall from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit shall, uh, shall from the Spirit reap eternal life. That is in Galatians chapter 6, verses uh, 7 and 8. He's reminding us. He says, do not be deceived. Do not think that the time has passed. This does not apply. It does apply. It still applies. And he says, do not be deceived. Uh, do not be deceived. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, do not be deceived. Because sometimes we get deceived. We get deceived by the devil. We get deceived by our peers. We get deceived by our scheme and our crew and our uh, 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 chomis. That no, 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 chomi now. How not you Allah? It will not harm you. Yeah? No, no, no. And, and, and worst part, even our the advertisement industry shows uh, beautiful ladies yeah, uh, who drinks. And you think, ah, oh, if I drink, I will lose weight. Nah. Go ask them. Go ask them. No, in the TV, they don't show uh, uh, chubby ladies or fat people. Yeah? They don't show hunks. They don't show those who are, who are doodler. They only show hunks holding a, a, a castle light. Even if it's a castle light, it still does a distraction. 
No, even if bare in the apple, the orange and what, it still does destroy. Are you with me, Bazelan? So we need to be careful. Wait, what deceived? So Paul is telling the Galatians that do not be deceived. But why is he telling them? He is telling them because the Galatians have decided to forsake those teachers who taught them the grace of God. Those teachers who taught them the truth. And they went to the, to the Judaizers who are providing them and giving them wrong doctrines. That they have to work for heaven. He says to them in the first chapter of Galatians, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? To say, why do you forsake those who have labored and taught you? Those who have led you to Christ. And all of a sudden, just because you have met a, a certain prophet or a, a certain sort of man of God, now you forsake those who raised you up. Those who toiled and labored with you. You are forsaking them. Why? Now, just because there's an, there's an American thing that is coming, you are taking along. Do not be deceived. And you seek to justify, and your justification is that it does not have an impact. All of them are people of God. All of them are servants of God. Be careful. Behind the so-called so-and-so, you find hokakis. You find things that you will not like. So you need to know and understand who is teaching you. Behind this person who is laying hands on you and calling you a so-and-so. The reason why it is important to understand that it is not, it is important to know and to stay away from such things is that these people, when they speak to you, when they impart to you, when you listen to them, there's a seed that is sowed in your spirit. There's a seed that is sowed in your spirit and therefore that seed becomes one that becomes a distraction to you. Therefore, you need to be careful. You need to, all of a sudden, you are living a life of, of, of peace. You are able to can sleep. After the, the so-called man, man of God has laid on hands on you, you start seeing snakes. No, those things were not there before. Why? Because they have these bodies that sit and things. Bazalane, people tend to mix these things. You hear them speaking a language, a Christian knees, if I call it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Then you get taken up. But you don't know that they are mixing this hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God, with other things. So he's telling them that it is important Stay with those who have raised you up. Those who have labored to, for, for, for Christ to be, to be birthed into your heart. Stay with them. So he's warning them. But note, Bazalani says to them, whatever you sow, you will reap. Whatever you sow, you will reap. Note, Bazalani, this principle is both positive and negative. I just referred to a negative part right now. The positive part of it is that when you work hard, when you deposit labor, when you labor on something very hard, you will succeed. You will succeed. When you, when you spend time in the presence of God, God is able to can elevate you. When you spend time in the word of God, God is able, the word of God is able to can change your mind, change your action, change your habits, change your character, change your destiny. 
But you need to be able to can do and spend time in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. So it is a warning. It is a warning that when we go after bad doctrine, we'll suffer. And when we go after good doctrine, we'll succeed. Hallelujah. So Paul is saying that we should be able to, to, not to listen to those who seek to take us away from the faith that we have found. He wishes to tell us that uh, what, it makes a difference who we listen to. We have to be careful who we listen to. And this implies that our conduct, daily lifestyle, is that of sowing and reaping. And remember that the law, uh, this law governs everything in our lives. It governs everything. This law of, uh, of sowing and reaping, it governs everything. It is not only in finances, it's also in your health, it's also in your spirituality, it's also in your education, it's everywhere. How you raise your family, you sow. Sometimes we, we especially these days, we allow our children, we overcompensate. And all of a sudden we become surprised when they start uh, speaking badly towards us. This disrespectfulness is wakai. Have you heard yourself speaking and have you heard yourself speaking through your child? It's me who's speaking. And that is your child. Are you with me, Bazala? That sometimes our children, when they do wrong, they do wrong because we have allowed them. We have sown in their lives. We have removed that strictness that we used to have in our lives by overcompensating. Hallelujah. But how, therefore, do we sow? How do we sow? We sow through our actions. We sow through our actions. The Bible says to us, it says to us that we are created for good works. So therefore we need to sow good works. Why? Because it is what we are created. We, we sow through our words. We sow through our words. Remember what the Bible says, that there is life and death in the power of the tongue. Whatever words you speak, they, they are either building up people or they are destroying people. They are either building you up or they are destroying you. We sow with our attitudes. Last week, Bishop Charlo was telling us that 12.3% uh, uh, constitute your skills and your, uh, and your abilities. But 87.3% constitute your attitude. So success of the, the people that were, were measured during the research by the Stanford University, they were found that 80%, 87% of it is attributed to the attitude. So therefore, let's have a good attitude. Hallelujah. Our thoughts, we sow through our thoughts. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. As a man thinks, so is he. So you are like, the way you think, it is the sum of your thoughts. We sow through our decisions. We throw, sow through our decisions. Every day we make decisions, Mazalan. You made a decision today not to go and, and watch Mapogopog. Uh, or maybe to share after the service. But you said, I'm coming to the service. It is a decision. Why? Because you know that this is in accordance with your priorities in life. We also sow through our associations. Our associations. Someone said, show me your friends, I'll show you your destiny. 
Show me, show me the people of Oplom and Born. I'll show you your destiny. Then it is through our obedience or disobedience. We also th- so through our obedience or disobedience. So Paul reminds us once more, whatever a man sows, that shall he reap. Whatever man sows, that shall he reap. So what then can we do in order to ensure that we, in, in this sowing of these things that we've spoken about, our actions, words, attitudes, thoughts, decisions, associations, and obedience, what governs those things? I want to talk a bit about those laws, the laws that governs that our sowing and reaping. Hallelujah. The first one is we reap only what has been sown. We reap only what has been sown. You can't sow if you don't reap. You can't reap if you don't sow. And you can't reap bananas when you have sown oranges. No, you, you, no, you can't want to be rich. Yeah? And yet you don't work for it. You, you reap only what you have sown. So if 20 years from now you are at a particular position in your life, just know it is because of what you have sown. I, I was telling them in a 7 o'clock service that, you know, people look at you where you are. They don't know where you started. They look at Grace Bible Church six years later, but they don't know that this is a, a, a formed by 35 people in a classroom. It is only through consistency and loyalty, only through prayer and work, working hard that the ministry has been built to what it is today. Even when you look at Mutipe or when you look at Bill Gates, just know that where the billions they have is because they sold something. Now, you can argue and say, no, there's a political connection. Those political connections are sowing. Are you with me, Bazala? You know, you can argue, but no, they, they, they took time to sow that. Are you with me, Bazala? So therefore, little now we need to look at what needs to be sown. What seed needs to go where and plant. Are you with me, Bazala? So let's go deeper here. Life is full of choices. It is full of choices. Someone said that we are the sum of our choices. They affect our lives day in and day out. And they are significant. Don't think that decisions that you make, they are not significant. In some one way or the other, they are significant. If you decide to give your child a, a chocolate today instead of banana, it is a decision you made. So when the child becomes di- diabetic, just know. Yeah, just know. It's hard. Even though I know. Just know. Corona is because of the decision that I took. When you decide to spend one more hour in, in, in your sleep instead of waking up to go and run, know that you are making a decision that will impact you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So if, if you decide, no, 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 you know what? No, I will skip this prayer meeting. Yeah? Just know that you are taking a decision that has a significant impact in your life. Are you with me, Mazalan? So we should learn to know that we need to make right choices. The choices that counts. While the earth remains, no man will mock God by changing for even one time these laws of the harvest. You can't say because I took a decision to steal the money, therefore it won't be found out. Now, it will come back. 
One time, one way, it will come back. You are no no one saw me. Yeah. No, no, 50 years, 50 years back, you didn't know. You didn't know again. Remember the guy who was a, a, a tennis coach? He did things 50 years back, or 40 years back, or 30 years back. They are now emerging in his 80s. That's how hard it is. You only reap what you sow. Hallelujah. But note what, what Paul says. He gives us an encouragement in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 17. Say, in the uh, New Century Version, it says, So be very careful how you live. Do not live like those who are not wise, but live wisely. It says, Live wisely. Use every chance you have for doing good, because these are evil times. So do not, be, uh, do not be foolish, but learn what the Lord wants you to do. It, it is very interesting. He says, these days are evil. And these evil days, they even go and say to us that no, no, no. What we think is wisdom is actually foolish. And yet the Bible says to us that that which is foolish to the world is wisdom to God. He has taken the foolishness of this world so the question is, who are you going to listen to? Tlamamela bangane bahau or tlamamela mudim? O tlamamela preja ya 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 lefati or tlamamela preja mudim? It's up to you. Those are the choices. But it says, live wisely. Make every opportunity counts. Another verse says, another another version. Make every opportunity. Do not waste time. Do not waste time. This notion that Rona as Africans, we own time. Mahua own watches. No, it's not. It should come to an end. It should come to an end. We should be mindful of time, Bazala. Are you with me? We should be mindful. When we said we start at 10, let us start at 10. Let's, make, let's learn to make issues. How late? You know, we take you to task. Oh, no, 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 you are late. I am late. It has not changed the fact. Are you with me, Bazalan? So we just need to learn. So we need wisdom. We need wisdom to be able to can live this life. We need wisdom to know that only the things that we sow, we shall reap. The question becomes, what do we know? Uh, what, how do we get wisdom? The Bible says to us that if we ask of God and the God who gives generously, he will give it to us. Alright. And note, Bazalana, that this wisdom of living a life that, that we know that if we only reap what we sow, even David acknowledges it. He realized it in his life. So therefore he says, so teach us to number our days. Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. In Psalms 90 verses 12. That we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. So it, it, therefore it means that you can apply your heart unto foolishness. If you don't know how to number your days. But even if you have a five-year goal, a five-year goal cannot be achieved by three months. No, it is there, five years. So it will take you five years, you know, 
for, for, for some of us who study, they'll tell you that this course takes you 120 hours. And indeed, it takes 120. Now, for you to try and, and be a student like me or, or, or Osama squeeze within two hours, it will not happen. It will require you to have four, four hours each day dedicated to it for you to succeed. Are you with me, Ozalan? I know, I learned I'm a student, I have a student syndrome. In the last week, I'm a pusher together. In 40 hours, 120 hours. And that's why we drop things. Hallelujah, Bazalam. To live in a wise way means to be conscious and intent- intentional about sowing the right seed every day of our lives. Intentional about sowing the right seed. No, it is not only about just sowing. It is sowing the right seed. So it is possible that you might sow, but you might be sowing the wrong seed. It is possible that you might be sowing and sowing at the wrong time. So we need to learn to sow the right seed. And God can help us to sow the right seed. Hallelujah. Listen to Deuteronomy. I love this. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verses 19 and 20. In the New Living Translation says, Today I have given you the choice between life and death. Between blessings and and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendant might live. Verses 20, you can, you can make this choice by loving the Lord your God. That is the first thing. Loving your Lord your God, obeying your God. Secondly, committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to life. So here is Moses speaking, God through speaking through Moses. He's speaking to his children, the children of Israel. He says, I put before you life and death. Make a choice. I know people say, no, no, that is not a choice. No, it is a choice. It is a choice. You either choose life or you choose death. You choose life by the decisions, the thoughts, the actions that you take, like we said. Or you choose death. And and very interesting is that the master deceived, the master who is a deceiver of the brethren, or the accuser of the brethren, he deceived the brethren. He takes life at death and covers it such that it appears as if it's life. And when you look at it, no, homonati. Yeah. But it will you'll find yourself in the pit. No, I'm not saying that we should not have enjoyment. But note you cannot continuously again. No, you can't. There has to be some working that is done. Are you with me? So he, he didn't just, he didn't do that. You know, there was a, in the past, there was a, 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 a clip, not a clip, but an article where uh, they speak about the devil. And it says he goes around marketing to people. But what happened about yesterday? Yesterday was just to market. 
that you should come this way. Now, the, now that you are here, the real thing happens. Ne? Remember what Jesus Christ about, um, what he said about the, the road less traveled. Note what God says. He says for you to have life, love me. Love me, love me, it means therefore love is a choice. Now, now right, we, are, we recognize that there are feelings here and there, but in the main, it's a choice. When you are committed to your, 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 your better half, eh, your person, eh, you, you therefore say, even if I don't feel like, but yet I remain in love with you. So love is a choice. Then he says that obedience is a choice. That you need to obey God. Then he says that you commit yourself by giving yourself unto him. It is a choice. He does not force you. It is a choice. So therefore make a choice. And note he says, I have called heaven and earth to be a witness unto you. You know, sometimes we take decisions. Ne? We make choices. And years pass by. And we get surprised by the results. Then you blame the world and its systems. And then you forget that God has called the same very world that you are accusing to be a witness to you. And heaven will remind you. It will remind you. Or you know, you remember on such and such a day, you were advised to, to do this and when you took the turn and did that. No, you were advised by, remember that, that consultant that says to you, no, now do you start working, save up for your retirement. And now you are heading for retirement. You don't have savings. So we then, Lazarus, need to choose the path of God. We need to choose the path of God. Hallelujah. So we have spoken about that you only reap you only reap that which you have sown. You can't reap any other thing. The second law is that we reap the same in kind as we sow. We reap the same in kind as we sow. This is a principle that God created the world uh, based on. That everything shall produce after its own kind. In Genesis chapter 1, verses uh, 11 and 12, 24 and 25, he says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the, air, and, the, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself and upon the earth. And, it's, uh, and it was so. Verse 12. And the earth brought forth the grass and herb and yielding seed after his kind, and the, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in it itself after his, after his kind, and God saw that it was good. This is in relation to plants. Now he comes to animals. The same principle he applies and said, and God said, let the, the earth bring forth the living creatures after his kind. Cattle and creeping things, beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was so. Verse 25. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind and after the cattle their kind and everything that creeps upon the earth and after his kind. And God saw that it was good. But you say, Murutima, that relates to the animals and the plants. It also applies to us. 
See, when you read Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, let us make men in our own image and in our likeness, that they may have dominion over what, 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 and let them multiply and replenish the earth. See, that multiplying, replenishing the earth speaks about the principle of you produce after your own kind. That's who I am, all right? So when my father gave birth to me, all right, when they looked at me, they said, you don't have to go anywhere. All right? And it doesn't help. You should deny you go around planting children after you deny. No, no, it does not work that way. Ask your parents. They will look at the child and they say, No, 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 no debate. No, no debate. And it happened in my family. My, 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 one of my siblings became a, a, a naughty. Slept with a boy and he was pregnant. He was pregnant. The boy said, No, no, I said, I said, no, no, she had more other four boyfriends. So my mother said, no, okay, fine. Leave him, leave him, leave him. The child was born. And he looked at the child. He just simply went to the granny of that boy and said, here's the child. Are the grannies Nicodemusly? <laughs> Are you with me? Nicodemusly brought everything that is necessary, the bath, the king, uh, 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 pampas and everything. And as a sign of acknowledgement, oh, we know is the same image. Are you with me? So, no, Anna, don't look at things that comes after your action and deny them. Just know that these are the things. And you, and you would know most of the things that, that we do have our signature. Good, they can tell you, can tell them this, this one is mine. Now, this one is mine. So you produce after your own kind. All right. So we reap the same in kind as we sow. Hallelujah. So Jesus Christ says, when uh, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That is which is born of the spirit is the spirit. So you need to ask yourself, where are you going to sow? Are you going to sow after the flesh or are you going to sow after the spirit? If you, if, you, if you sow after the flesh, corruption, Paul says, you will reap. But if you sow in the spirit, you will reap eternal life. Hallelujah. Amen. So this principle, Bazalani, is, it is both happens in the spiritual as it happens in the physical. Just like it, it happens in biologically and zoologically, it also happens in the spirit. It is a principle that God has put so let's make sure that when we want to progress in our Christian work, when we want to be sustained in our Christian work, that we do that which will give us results that we want. Hallelujah. Amen. So therefore, how do we ensure that we apply this principle correctly? How do we ensure that we apply this principle correctly, especially in our Christian work, in our spiritual life? An example that I can pick up is that when you have a challenge, of a lying tongue. What's it by lying tongue? Corona did spin doctors. They will sell they, they will sell you a, a, a snow. Are you with me, Bazan? There are people who lie, they just lie. 
Because lying is a second nature. Yeah. Even, even the spin doctors that stands go president, Ned, for Bona, it's nothing. These guys can spin. So if you are one of those people, all right, how you change your, your language, how you change your behavior is that when you take the word of God, we take the word of God that speaks especially about things that speaks, relate, the word that relates to truth. Recite it, memorize it, say it in your life. Over time, note, over time, you realize that your lying has gone away. Why? Because you have applied the word of God in your life. But each time lies try to come into your mind, the word comes from the, uh, from the bottom of your heart. So try it. Take the scriptures. That speaks about truthfulness. That says uh, it is required for a steward to be faithful. If you are stealing, ah, that applies to you. That scripture would apply to you. You would, you would, you would require, you would, you, would, you, would, you would avoid stealing. Why? Because the word of God would have taught you, would have shaped your mind, would have shaped your actions. Same with sickness. Same with sickness. Sometimes it is not that we are always required to be laid hand on. Yes, you can be laid hand on and you get healed, but sometimes it takes time. But if you, if you take the word of God and recite it and say it in your life, all right, that by his stripes I'm healed and continuously do so, it will work in your life and all of a sudden you realize that, look, you know what, that sickness that is you have is now gone. Are you with me, Vazalan? So it is in addition, it is in addition to, to the prayer that you have, it's in addition to the medicine you might be taking, but also the word of God. That's why the Bible says the word of God is like a hammer. If you knock this thing over and over with the word of God. You know, I used to have fear in my life. Fear used to paralyze me. You know, speak about panic attacks. I used to experience panic, panic attacks in my life. God, when I have to come and present... Ah, the bishop would have to drag me here, kicking and screaming because of fear. And it will paralyze me. Then I met 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It says, For God did not give me the spirit of fear, but He's given the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. That became one of my favorite scriptures. So as I was going to present to clients, I would do so. As my, my knees, as the bishop likes saying, having fellowship. I would recite this scripture in my heart and ultimately I would conquer this fear in my life. Hallelujah. So that's how you apply the word of God. So remember, for whatever a man soweth, so shall he reap. Hallelujah. So someone said, sow a thought and reap an act. Sow an act, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. But how do you start with your thoughts? Because many times, let's be honest, Basil, many times our, our thoughts are negative. Our thoughts produces depression in our lives. Our thoughts produces hopelessness, discouragement. And especially in the climate that we find ourselves in, in the country. When you listen to, to, to the news every morning, uh, every day, throughout the, day, the talk show, it is a child being killed and raped, a woman being killed and raped, whatever, you know, there's, there's corruption everywhere. That brings sadness in our hearts. That brings thoughts that are wrong. So how do you turn it around? Because if you, put, if you continue in this line of thinking depression, hopelessness, uh, 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 discouragement, 
It will produce those type of actions. And those type of actions will produce those type of uh, 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 habits. How do you turn it around? If you take the word of God and always take the word of God, always take the word, make sure that day in, day out, you spend time listening to the word of God. Whether it's through worship, whether it's through podcasts and sermons, whether it's through reading the word of God, but you make sure, just like you eat every day, read the word of God every day. So when you do that, your thoughts begin to change. I've made a principle decisions in the last two years or so that I'm not listening to the news every morning. Now I can listen them to them in the afternoon or wherever, but in the morning I'm not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to saturate myself into worship, into listening to sermons, into reading the word, into having a quiet time. When was the last time you switched on the radio? Or no radio, Some of us are even afraid to be by ourselves. We always want a noise somewhere. Are you with me, Bazalam? So we reap in the same kind as we sow. So let's learn the word of God. Let's bring the word of God in our thoughts. And you'll see our action will change. And all of a sudden, our actions, as we practice them, they become habits. And Bazalan, there is power in habits. What a power, habits are so powerful that they can even fight the, 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 the thoughts that you have. And, when, and the, when, when habits are there, character is formed and you achieve your destiny. Hallelujah. Amen. So we've spoken about uh, 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 you reap only what you have sown. We have spoken about that it is only this, uh, you reap the same kind as you sow. Now we want to look at the third one, which is the last one. We reap the we reap in a different season than we sow. We reap in a, a different season than we sow. Let's go back to our texts. Our text says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and winter, and summer and, and uh, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. The harvest never comes immediately after planting. It says seed time. There's a, there's, a, there's a period between seed time and harvest time. Now, maybe the problem is that we, or we are just reading it. But when you do the application thereof, you realize that there is a span of time between seed time and harvest time. Nothing comes immediately. And we South Africans have that problem of wanting to do instant thing. No, there is nothing instant except for coffee and tea. Eh? That is the only thing that are instant. The other things, you work towards them. You have to build up towards them. The mess that we find ourselves in in the country has been building up over time. So therefore... When you do a service delivery, just know or how chisa, when you burn the clinic, it will take years for the clinic to come back. No, I needed to say that. Because for some reason our people are yeah, sorry. The harvest never comes immediately after planting. While the earth abides, it says, while the earth abides, there is seed time and harvest. Cold and winter. There are seasons 
to life and their harvest never comes immediately. There are seasons. You plant in one season, you reap in another season. It has never been. It has never been. Probably that's why we have we are damaging the climate so much. We are trying to plant and have and, and process things to, to grow quickly. And as a result, we have destroyed the earth. The soil is no longer producing because we have put so much chemicals. Why? Because we want to speed up the growth. Azalan, it takes time. It takes time. Hallelujah. Yeah. Plants don't grow overnight. Athletes don't become strong or proficient over a week. Children aren't born overnight. So why do you want things, other things to come instantly? We know children don't come overnight. Nine months, they are carried. No, you can jump, you can argue, you can debate, you can buy, but you can't. Nine months is required. If it comes before nine months, there's a term for it, isn't it? Yeah. So let's learn to be patient, Bazalan. Hallelujah. Wisdom isn't overnight. Note, Bazalan, wisdom isn't overnight. It takes time to build wisdom. So that's why the Bible says that we need to get understanding. We need to get knowledge. Remember that verse that says, a house is built by wisdom. It is established by understanding. And with knowledge, its rooms are filled with pleasantries. It is a process. It's not nothing that comes easier. Are you with me, Bazalan? So Paul in the book of Galatians chapter 6, he puts it this way. Let us not be weary in doing, in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. He uses the word in due season. You know, growing up and learning this verse, I was taught this. That that in due season speaks about the fullness of time. That something has to have its fullness before it becomes available. Because before it becomes effective. It process. It takes process in due season. It has to be processed. You see, the chair that you are sitting on comfortably with faith, it's very interesting, you have faith that that chair will carry you. It took a process for them to make that, uh, that, that, that chair. Two season. Two season. Listen to what the Living Bible says. The Living Bible says, and let us not get tired of doing what is right. For after a while, we will reap. After a while. We don't reap immediately. After a while. So therefore, it means that we need to have patience, Bazalan. Patience, Bazalan, it is the fruit of the Spirit. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Patience. Patience is the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, in as much as we love, I gotta we say love, joy, peace, but patience. We need to understand it's love, joy, peace, patience, and that's another one called endurance. All of them are the fruit of the Spirit. The Spirit is availing these things to us. Hallelujah! There's always a passing of time between planting and harvest. You know, when we read the story of the birth of Samuel, 
the birth of Samuel, we'll realize that Hannah, the mother of Samuel, spent a lot of time in prayer. A lot of time in prayer, groaning and moan and groaning unto the Lord. Says that even early the priests thought that she was drunk. And note that when she has been given birth, this is what Samuel says about uh, his birth. He says in Samuel chapter, first Samuel chapter 1, verse 20, and it came about, note, in due time. In due time. That in due time makes us realize that there was a persistent prayer by Hannah. There was refusal to be discouraged. She was fighting discouragement with everything she had. And remember, she, there was opposition. There was someone who was actually mocking her in and out. Such that even when her husband gave her an assurance, she refused that assurance. She would listen to it but not take it to heart. But one thing that she did is that she persisted and persisted in prayer and in never giving up. She put her petition before the Lord. Listen to, 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 to this. Psalms 145 verse 15. The, eye, the, the eyes of all look to you, O Lord, and you do give them their food in due time. Even God gives us things in due time. Remember the Israelites, when he gave them manna, he was giving them manna every day, and he was saying, do not try on yeah? Do not, don't take a scaftin. This thing will come tomorrow at the same time. Every, in due time, he would give them. Even our needs, he gives them. Sometimes, we are saying we are patient. God give us this thing, I want it right now. But you say you are patient. God, even if you can say that when God has put a certain time for you to do, he will do it at that time. Hallelujah. Amen. I know people might, might react to Hannah and say, Mary, maybe Hannah had good luck. No, this has nothing to do with luck. This had something and everything with her persisting in prayer, petitioning God, refusing to be discouraged. So, Lord, don't be discouraged. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, yeah. I know it's hot, but don't be discouraged. Hallelujah. Often the bad things happen in our lives and we are shocked. We are shocked, but we, we forget that in the previous season, in the previous season, we had sown something that are not right. We know that our bad behavior when we are still in primary, you know, we were bad boys. And later on, it catches us up in our lives, and we act surprised. But when you look back, like I said, you reap uh, uh, in the same kind. When you look at it, you can see that it's written pizza everywhere, even if he may try and deny it. So let us be able to know that the actions we take today have an impact in the future. Hallelujah. Jesus taught that this principle concerning prayer in Luke chapter 18. He says, men ought to pray and not faint. Men ought to pray and not be discouraged. Men ought to pray and not lose heart. So do not lose heart. Hang on, Zalwan. Hang on, for God is there. Hang on, God will come in his time. When the appropriate time comes. In whatever you do, whether it's your business, whether it's your career, you know, whether it's the skill you are developing, 
Whether it's about you dedicating yourself to growing in the Lord, have patience. Have patience. Just know that you will not reap in the same year, in the same season that you sow. Just know that. Therefore, encourage yourself. Just say, in the fullness of time, in due season, I'll be able to smile. Even when you're saving, you know, I know that the temptation that comes, I know that there are things that you might not be happy about. Just hang on. Keep on saving. Keep on saving. In true season, you'll be surprised. But will be millionaire. You know? In a, in a, just in a, even in the same way, persist to pray. Persist to pray. I know it might not be, uh, 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 it might be discouraging. You know, just to share with you something that is personal. It took me, to, it took the, 25 years for my mother to be born again. 25 years. So keep on persisting. Keep on persisting. I mean, yeah, you might be the only Christian in your home, but keep on persisting. I'll tell you that you'll be surprised. Yes, it might not be the same generation here how. It might be a different generation. And I look at my nephews and my nieces, and I'm surprised. You know, the other one, the other day I was talking to him, I said, you know, if only your father was still alive and see that he, his position of being an atheist, when you are different, totally different from him. So that generation now knows God. So don't be discouraged. Hallelujah. So as we wrap up, Azalan, we learned three, the principles. The first principle is that you only... Uh, reap what you have sown. You only reap what you have sown. The second thing is that it is in the same kind. Same kind. You don't reap anything else. You reap that which you sow. Ne? The same in kind as you sow, you shall reap. And lastly, we said, you reap not in the same season. You don't reap in the same season. It is, it is what it is. It is a, a planting time. All right, it's sowing time. It's not reaping time. So if you are able, if you want to reap in the season of sowing, no, the principle is wrong. It has to be a waiting season. And patience, it is what is required. I hope you have learned something there, Mazalani. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shall we all stand? Shall we all stand? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. In our lives, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your grace, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, that your word is the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path, O oh God. That it shows us things from far away, O oh God. That even in the midst of darkness, O oh God, when we show your word, O oh God, we are able to can see, Lord. We are able to can see even in our future because of the word, O oh God. We are able to can reconcile, Father God, the past and be able, Father, to work on the present that we are able to can win in the future. We are thankful, Father, for the word, O oh God, the word that is a hammer that it seeks to destroy, Father God, the wrong actions, the wrong thoughts, the wrong uh, 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 words that we use, O oh God. We are thankful for it and we give you the honor and the glory, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. With our eyes closed and our, our head bowed, we have been speaking about reaping the laws of harvest, that you sow that which you, uh, you reap what you have sown. But I, want, I know that there are people here who says, Muruti, I want to I choose life. 
as God has put before me. I want to choose life. I want, I want to choose that life. I want to be able to can change my, my ways. I want to be able to can have a better future. I want to sow something that is different. If you are here and you are like that person, I want to say to you, for you to be able to can change your life, all you need to do is to love God. Loving God means that you surrender your life to him. Loving God means that you choose him as his only God. So if you are here and you say, Muruti, I want to choose life. I want to have that life. I want to love God. I want to obey God. I want to be committed to God. Surrender my life to him. All you need to do is to raise your hand. If you are here and, to, and you want to raise your hand, raise your hand so that we can pray together with you. Thank you for that hand. I see hands everywhere. Another person, thank you. Thank you. You are here and you say, Murud, I want to I wanna, I wanna live this life. Life that pleases God. Life that is directed by God. All you need to do is to surrender your life. Surrender by raising your hand. Surrender by raising your hand. Can I ask all the people, all the people that stood up and raised their hands, take your bag, your purse, and come and meet me in the front. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Run, run, make it quick. Make it quick. Don't waste. Don't postpone. Don't, don't wait another minute. Today is the day of salvation. Hallelujah. Let's encourage them, Azara. Let's encourage them. Let's encourage them. Hallelujah. They are coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't get tired, Bazaar, and encourage them.